On today's show, do the Dallas Mavericks have the worst starting center in the NBA? We ranked them. We'll tell you if they do on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it. It's good. And the Mavericks have won the game. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Be, uh, join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer. Subscribe, follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to like, listen every day, and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section how can the Mavericks fix their starting center problem? This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. If you want to support the show, text us. Get text alert from us on Mavs Rumors. Watch film with me and more. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description and or text the number that's on the screen. There it is. Rolling across right under Isaac's name. Now it's going. Oh, there it goes. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the starting center, Sultan, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick, how do you feel about pickleball? I have not played pickleball yet. I have somehow avoided it so far, but I'm I'm interested. My- I feel like we should challenge somebody, like Nick, you, and myself against <laughs> two other pe- two other listeners of the show. Uh, my brother-in-laws are very into it. Like my one brother-in-law brought, bought his own paddle and then like bought a better paddle oh. after that. Like you're, you're two paddles deep. Like you're really Dang. into something then, right? I was at the gym today and I was just kind of sad because I looked down and the gym I go to has two full court basketball courts and they had pickleball all on one court and then half of the other court. And then there's an outdoor basketball court too pickleball all across the court so you couldn't even shoot i'm like what are we doing in 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 our whole communities now that we're replacing basketball courts with freaking pickleball courts play tennis honestly you want the reason why feeble why team usa lost in the feeble world cup it's because we're replacing our basketball courts with pickleball courts this This is is why this is why we're losing it's pickleball there's there's some kind of secret Fund money that seed money that's coming in, dirty money coming in to boost all these pickleball courts all over the place and to take over the basketball courts. And it's coming from countries like Serbia, Slovenia, Germany. It's coming from all these countries to try and push down the United States so Team USA loses. You heard it here first. You know who doesn't have pickleball courts on their basketball courts? (laughs) Dwight Dwight Howard's house in Taiwan. I can imagine Dwight Howard playing pickleball, though. Yeah. On today's show, we are going to rank the starting centers. We've been doing this. We did starting guards. We did uh, best wings in the NBA. And now we're doing just starting centers. We did, we're we not going to do bigs in general because there'd be so many. We're going to have to get go down the list pretty We're going to do just the, the 30 starting centers in the NBA. We <laughs> agreed on who the starting centers are, so we have agreed on that. But we haven't agreed on our list yet. And we want to start by talking about Dwight Powell. Is Dwight Powell the worst starting center in the NBA? Or do the Mavericks have the worst starting center in the NBA? And I'm just going to answer it right away. I mean, why why titillate, why tease the audience too much here? Yes. 
No, 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 they don't. No. All right. Make the case then. Cause I, he, yes, he, he's number, th- he was number 30. <laughs> no, this is, <laughs> is going to sound, sound like a really, we're really going to say and argue 28 versus 30. <laughs> I mean, go ahead, make the case. Cause I, I can't, I would, I would rather have him over Zach it's the, Collins. It's not the game. Dan, it's not the game. I think he's better than Zach Collins and Dan Gafford. Okay. I have Zach Collins 28. I have Daniel Gafford 29. I think that they bring stuff. We're not going to say and spend a whole pot arguing who's better between the whole pot. We can White spend Powell, Gafford and Zach Collins. We can spend two minutes on it. Why do you think he's better than those two guys? I, I just think, I mean, what I would rather have, or I think it, what makes a guy better is when they have an elite skill. And I think Dwight Powell's ability to set screens and roll to the basket as an elite rim roller. Um, I think he's elite at that. And so I, I just go to the other two guys and it's like, Hey, like they're okay. I mean, I could, I could hear the Daniel Gafford and say, Hey, he's much better than Dwight. Like I wouldn't say much better. I could hear that. He's slightly better. I'm not here for Zach Collins is better than Dwight. That's Dwight slander. Zach Collins last year averaged 11, six and three assists. Yeah. On the worst team in the league. Yeah. On the, on one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. He's the starting center for the the Spurs. Now it's not going to be Wembenyama. Like we already know that, that Zach Collins is going to start. Wembenyama is going to be the four we think. And I would rather have, I think Zach Collins is a better player. I think he has more skills. I think that mm. the diversity of skills to me matters a little bit more than the uh, elite one skill, especially if you're elite one skill, this is, Ooh, for the Dwight Howard haters, this is going to be a good podcast for you. For the for the ones that think we're too hard on Dwight Powell, this is going to be all Powell, not Howard. Oh, sorry for the Dwight Powell for the Dwight Powell haters. This is going to be a good episode for you. He if he's rolling so much, he only scores six points a game. Like you're not getting that elite. If he, that's his elite skill, you're not getting it very much in a game. He also only averages 19 minutes a game. So if your starting center averages 19 minutes a game. I think that's the lowest on this list, actually, of all. Of I was gonna all say, these do, do we have that compared to everybody else on this list? Well, I, Collins is like twenty three minutes. I think Gafford was twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, because you could look at some well, he, of this. Gafford was twenty minutes on the Wizards last year, which is why I had him twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could go back and forth and be like, all right, well, what if Dwight had, you know, what if Dwight had more minutes on a bad team, but had a point guard that could still run the pick and roll. Like would his numbers be a little bit better? Maybe like, I, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and act like I have Dwight at 20 the, the and thing, he's not like we both, we both consider him one of the worst starting yeah, centers I, I in these, the league. If you're doing your tiers that we usually do, I have these three in a tier on their own. Zach Collins, Daniel Gafford, Dwight Powell. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the thing is though, you, you made that case like, oh, we're not going to pretend. What if Dwight Powell's on a team that has a good point? He is on a team that didn't make the playoffs last year with a really good point guard. <laughs> yeah, no. Whereas Zach Collins and Daniel Gafford, we're on bad teams last year and they don't have good point guards <laughs> at all. Really? Here's um, a, here's a point I do want to make with it of when you look at in, in the third segment, we're going to actually go through our list and yeah. where we have you know exact players and stuff. But I think it's fascinating that you look at the bottom of this list and the bottom, you know, what six to seven centers on at least my list. Yeah. I have six. Most of these teams sucked last year and mm-hmm. it, it goes to show for me, like, because I, I'm looking at, you know, Dwight, obviously you're looking at the Spurs, the Wizards, um, let's take the Mavs out for a second. Um, I have Nurkic down there, I have yep. Steven Adams down there, yeah, Mark Williams, Jalen Duran. Like you're looking at the Pistons and Hornets. The Blazers are going to suck this year. Now, Adams, yes, Memphis, they're a good team. But 
you know, I don't know what you like fully pull from that of saying like, Hey, if you have a, you know, one of the worst, you know, centers, you're a bad team. It's not as direct as that, but it does go to show you that if you do have one of those bottom center, you know, starting centers in the league, you really got to make up for it on the other end uh, for the rest of the four spots. Well, the Mavericks, we made the case a couple of days ago that they have two of the top 10 at, at the, at least top seven, we think guards like of the entire league, top two, top seven guards in the entire <laughs> yeah. NBA. And they have the 30th center like that. It's such a, a vast gap. Like you said, you have to make up for it in other areas, but it, I think it just illuminates how bad this problem is for the, for the Mavericks. And I, and it's not Dwight Powell's fault. I, I want to reiterate that several times. It's not Dwight Powell's fault. He is the player that he is. He's played his role and he's just been thrust into a position that he shouldn't be in. The Mavericks should have a better center than this. They should have you know addressed this years ago when Nico Harrison said that he wanted to, or this offseason when Nico Harrison said that he wanted to. They still could. I guess they still have time. That they can yes, still they try. still could, Nick. They, they still could. They have, we talked about DeAndre Ayton a little bit yesterday. Maybe that trade resurfaces. And honestly, they have Rashawn Holmes and Derek Lively. And they're kind of answers to this, too, that they could step up and they could be better than 30th on this list. So coming up next, I want to talk about where Rashawn Holmes and, and Derek Lively could fit. What if Derek Lively's good right away? Where could he rank on this list? So we'll talk about the bottom of our list. And then at the end, we'll talk about where we have uh, all the guys on this list and all that. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered for your covers all over the place in sports. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. They have all kinds of stuff for the NBA. They have NFL stuff every week. They have You can just check their popular wagers and all that. They have wins. Let's see if it has the Mavs win changed 44 and a half wins for the Mavericks. I think we're both going over that minus 110. You can, you can bet the over on that one. So check it out. They have season specials. Oh, here's interesting. Kyrie Irving to average 25 points and six assists plus 210. Ooh, that's an, on that. that's an interesting one. Check that one out again. FanDuel.com slash locked on. If you bet five bucks, you get those guarantees. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, being an everydayer. We will be back on Sunday night, Monday, talking more Dallas Mavericks. Hey, the season is, like, right around the corner. The Mavericks play. The Mavericks media day is two weeks from today, if you're listening to this on Friday. That's pretty insane. And you know that Lockdown Mavs will be there. And we're getting, inter- we're getting interviews again this year. Whoa! Yeah. Three years, third year in a row, we're going to be doing our media station. We'll have interviews for Media Day. So stick with us. We'll have you guys covered. Lockdown Maps five days a week all throughout the season, every single post game as well. All right, Isaac, let's talk about the starting center. So we both agree that the Mavericks have one of the worst starting center spots in the league right now. <laughs> if it's Dwight Powell, if Rashawn Holmes becomes a starting center and Rashawn Holmes can be back to what he was a couple years ago with the Kings. Do you change your ranking at all? Where would Rashawn Holmes slot if we get that Rashawn Holmes? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he would probably he would probably move up just a, a few more slots. I think you're looking at names at that point. I'm looking at like Zubats. Um, I, I'm looking at you know name like a like a Rob Williams. You know, somewhere through there maybe that I'm 
that if you're getting that, like the best version of Holmes that we've seen, which, you know, it's not like it's like all star, but like the best version of Rashawn Holmes. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't move it up too far. I wouldn't say that like, Hey, has, he has the potential to move up into the top half centers in the league. I don't think that. Yeah. I think it would just be a couple more because what, what he would bring that would be better than Dwight Powell is he'll bring a little bit more rebounding. We know he can score a little bit more because he's got the same elite pick and roll stuff, but then he also can bring the uh, little push shot in the lane that he has. I think that's something that we can we can expect from him, and so he can bring scoring a little bit more. I think his defense a little bit more. He blocks more shots than Dwight Powell, and when he was on the court, the defense was was okay for the Kings, which was which is good because the Kings was defense was really bad when he was playing, but when he was on the court, it was okay. So like I think he'll bring a couple more things. Then what Dwight Powell can. So for my list, I had Dwight 30th, Daniel Gaffer 29th, Zach Collins 28th, Nurkic 27th. So I think I would put him where Nurkic is. I think I would put him at 27th instead of. So it's just like a step. At 30th. So he t- he goes up to another tier, I think. If, if Rashawn Holmes returns that. And that would be a good thing for the Mavericks to have a better center than, than what they have now. And then to have two because we still expect Dwight Powell to bring all the stuff he's going to bring. You just yeah. got to get you gotta get 48 center minutes. And we know Maxi is going to take like you know, five or six of them in a, in a closing lineup or in some kind of lineup. And you got to come up with what, 42, 43 more minutes somehow. So the other question I want to answer, if Derek Lively is good right away, I've got, we've got rookie center on here. I've got a rookie center pretty high on my list. Actually. Um, where would you put Derek Lively? If he is um, our rookie center for last year, I have high, I have high, but where'd you put Derek Lively? If he's, if he's good right away, everything we expect him to be, he can come in the NBA and it translates. Yeah, this one this one's really tough because I think the you know when we start doing our tiers, you know, there's that tier towards the bottom that I have of Jalen Duran and Mark Williams. Yeah. That you know, both showed some flashes, both gonna be the starting center next year for their teams. And both of these dudes could I mean, honestly, take a take a big leap, right? Let me like if you told me Jalen Duran just had like a monster, you know, year. I wouldn't say he's a top 10 center, but like if he moved into the top half, then yeah. Or, you know, Mark Williams had a, was a little bit more rustier at the beginning of last season compared to um, the end. But I mean, I think the floor, I think it is that Mark Williams, Jalen Duran level. Mm. I think if everything like hit, then I'm looking at like the Nick Claxton, Wendell Carter, uh, maybe Shin Goon range. Yeah, I think I would have for, for year for year one, year right. one. That's right. like everything hit, which, you know, you don't expect everything to hit in year one. But that's kind of like there's a there's a wider range with Derek Lively than there is with Rashawn Holmes and Dwight Powell, in my opinion. I'm right with you. I have a tier with like Jalen Duran, Chet Holmgren, even Mark Williams, Wendell Carter Jr. Like that whole tier. That's like my 21 to 24. And so I think he could I think Derek Lively, if everything fits, because he brings tools and he brings he can defend the rim. He can rebound a little better. He says you have, he's going to he has Chet with those guys. I do. I, yeah, I, I don't think I have Chet, Chet much higher. I don't think Chet's going to be that good this early, and I think it'll take a little mm. a little while. Okay. With the same reason why Derek Lively's not going to be that good that early. So, but if everything if everything hits for Chet, yeah, I would have him higher. If we're doing the same game for him that we are for, but what I'm doing realistic. I wouldn't have yeah. Derek Lively on the board if it was realistic. But if we're doing <laughs> pie in the sky, if everything hits for him, so. That, that's what I find with him. 
And he's the answer. I mean, he's the answer to the, to the Maverick Center problems. If he can be good and in two years or, you know, next year, if he's ready to start, if he's ready to play, you know, 25 minutes, then that's a really good answer for the Mavericks. You slot, slot Dwight and maybe Rashawn Holmes into smaller roles. That'd be perfect. But but it's a, it's the bigger picture and the bigger conversation of when we do exercises like this. Yes, it's fun for content. It's fun to do rankings and everybody tell you where you're wrong and all this stuff. It, it That's part of it. But it's also just another realization of when you make these type of lists, no matter there's those are the three options right now for the Mavericks. And we're saying, man, even if everything hits for Derek Lively, we're talking what 20th, maybe yeah. like in year one, like the highest possibility of that, that is she's still going to be raw and all of that. So it just, it goes to show you again, it's like, man, like whoever starts for Dallas, they're going to have one of the you know bottom third centers in the league. Yeah. And to the point I was trying to make earlier about looking at, you know, these bottom teams and it's like, all right, Zach Collins, San Antonio, Gafford, Washington. You start, but even when you go up past like Jalen Duran and Mark Williams, like you're looking at those next set of centers, like in, in roughly in that range, Nick Claxton, where are the, where are the nets going to be this year? Shingoon, like Houston's going to probably like suck again. This Like Wendell Carter, where are the magic going to be? Mitchell Robinson, Nick's had a good year. Zubots, I don't, you know, depends on the health of the other guys. Rob Williams is like one of the only guys kind of in that range to where like, all right, Boston's going to be really good, but look what, like look everything that's around Boston. Derek White had a massive season, you know, a good season last year, but they have these two superstars on the wing and Tatum <laughs> and Jalen Brown. Like it just shows you that if you're going to have a center and the bottom third of starting centers in the league, you better hit every single other part for you to be a dang good team team in the league. Cause you could go the opposite direction and say, look at some of these, some of the top half of the you know teams and we're going to name them in this third segment and look at you know the top 10 centers in the league or the top 15 and how many of those teams were in the playoffs last year or pro, you know projected to be in the playoffs you know next year how where do where do our centers rank who do we have one it's a big it's a big surprise who we have no, who we have number one we'll rank all of our centers coming up but before we do let me tell you about a problem i didn't know that i would have that jace medical solves being caught unprepared with some kind of infection, some kind of sickness that you don't know how to treat. I got my case right here. You can see it. You can listen to it on the podcast. I got the I got the the case. It comes with the the pill bottles, it comes with the, the capsules, and it comes with the booklet that tells you all the things that it treats that's very, very helpful. Uh anthrax, things you don't think of, animal or human bites, uh itching, motion sickness, pneumonia. And skin infection, if you get caught in tinnitus, if you get caught and you don't have, you know, you're not able to get to a hospital, you're not able to get to uh, medical treatment some for some reason. Jace has you covered so you can feel peace of mind knowing that in any situation you'll be able to take care of yourself, take care of your family. Plus, you can save more than $360 by getting these antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using our code LOCKEDON at checkout at, on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Check it out. Get the peace of mind. Get your Jace case. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs, and thanks for getting past that break because I just played our outro instead of our instead of the out of the <laughs> I played the outro video instead of the out of the ad video. Uh, all right, Isaac, let's rank our centers. 
Number one, Nikola Jokic in a tier in his own. Can just blow past that one. Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, Demonis Sabonis, Bam Adebayo. That's my next tier. Oh, come on. You can't put Joel Embiid and Sabonis in the same tier. Well, okay. I'll put Joel in his own tier. I'll put Joel in his own own tier. And then the other guys. Okay. Joel in his own tier, Anthony Davis, Sabonis, and Bam Adebayo in his own. Yeah, I dropped Sabonis um, into the next tier. Now, now we've gone so far with these rankings that now the numbers are not not only things that we can argue about, but the distance between the numbers yeah. now matters matters a lot more. Than- you, I, you just try to put Joel with Sabonis the same tier. No. Um, there, are two, Anthony- there are two numbers that difference. One is two and uh, one is four. <laughs> I put Anthony Davis and Bam in the tier of their own for that second tier. Um. The third tier for me has four names, and one of those is Sabonis for me. Mm. Well, who do you have with Sabonis then? I have DeAndre Ayton. I have Rudy Gobert and, and Brooke Lopez. Mm. I threw my next tier is the same as yours, except for I have Miles Turner as number six. I have him in that. I was wondering where you would have Miles Turner because it's just part of your heart. It's like, <laughs> how are you? Uh, real quick, let's go back to tier, tier two for a second. Anthony Davis or Bam? Is it clear that people would have Anthony Davis? Now, it should be Anthony Davis because we're doing this list on who's a better player, not who would you okay. want, right? Like, that that's the whole game because we're trying not to put injuries and all that. If you put injuries, then I think I may rather have Bam than, than Anthony Davis. But It's frustrating watching DeAndre Ayton because, like, on paper, he should be in that, like, second tier, right? Like, just I know. where he's at in his career, his – like the physical frame of him and he was picked ahead of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he should be in that next tier, but am I too low on Sabonis? Like having him in that second tier? Yeah. I think he should be in that up one. I think his, his season was so good. Just made all NBA. I think Sabonis and bam should be in the same tier. I think so. I think that, I think they're right on the same level to me. Interesting. I think Sabonis was really good. All right. Well, I'm about to make you even more mad. So, because I, I have, well, Jared also, Allen and Clint Capella over Turner. Yeah, you can't get me with Clint Capella on that one. Okay. Jared Allen, maybe I could hear a case for, but yeah, I, I'm not hearing Clint Capella. I I think Clint Capella had had really good playoff games, or or you know he had those the playing games were really good, but he 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 waxes and wanes sometimes, like. I listened to Locked On Hawks, and he's not always like, Bless "Oh, Clint, your soul. Clint Capella is the answer." Brad Brad Roland puts on an excellent program. Get out of no, here! No, I love Brad. My, I'm just saying, listening listener. to Trey Trey Young content every day sounds <laughs> tough. If you want to listen to Trey Young content from somebody that is like down the middle, like unbiased, like Brad Brad is that. That is that's what you're. Brad getting. Brad's a great host. Yeah, I have I have Vooch at ten because I think he brings, <laughs> I think he brings offense and rebounding and like i think that he brings more than some of these other like just kind of just rim protectors your jared allen's your nick claxton's your clint capella's you know what i mean all right so you have i struggle with vooch a lot i'm glad uh, yeah. you brought it because we're talking about who's the better overall player right and because i think there's a lot of other names i'd say hey, i think i'd just rather have this player over vucevic and it kind of sucks yeah, I know it's not the game, uh, because even when you you know you watch him in in, in FIBA and it's like all right, there's you're reminded of the versatility that he has on the offensive side of the, of the ball, and um, 
I have him a little bit lower, and I'm probably I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you of some no, that's of a couple that's names I have ahead of him though. That's fine. It's and it, and talent and who who you think is better is subject to what you have. Uh, a little bit of its projection for this year, but still. Okay. Yeah. He is. He about to turn thirty three. I have Jared Allen next, and he's in this group of this next group of like just rim protectors that could kind of go in any order. Jared Allen, Walker Kessler, Nick Claxton, Jakob Pertl, Clint Capella, Kevon Looney, Mitchell Robinson, Rob Williams. Like that whole group is like they all are very similar and they're all kind of bunched up for me. Just just like that group. Uh, you have Rob Williams way much and Mitchell Robinson way higher than I do. Mitchell Robinson at 17, Robert Williams at 18. Okay. So <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> course i did tears and not the numbers here um at 12 and 13 i have walker kessler and chet holmgren i can i can hear that with chet i, I can hear you believe- you can though like because yeah, i th- i don't I, think he's the same as like i don't think he's the same as Derek Livey. like he was fair like there's a reason why he was at the top of that draft and one you know back and forth for who is going to be so is hashim to be one two <laughs> Um, I think if, if as long as in Chet, it looks like he's healthier. It looks like he has put on some muscle. I think Chet's going to have a big year and I, I just got to like, if it comes down, like if you're telling me who's the better overall player next year, Chet Holmgren or Yaka Pertle, I'm taking Chet. Yeah, I, I could hear it. I could also see a scenario where Chet just gets bodied next year. Just the mm-hmm. physicality of the game is just a lot. He still impacts the game. So I have him 22. Like he's on the bottom end of that that next group that I just mentioned, but to get him to like what thirteen, you had him. It, it wouldn't be a yeah. huge jump for him to, for him to make. Uh, it's not like there's all stars in between him and you know him and that next. We all we both have Walker Kessler at twelve. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, that is surprising. Okay, where, remind me again where you had Mitchell Robinson and Rob Williams. Mitchell Robinson at seventeen, Rob Williams at eighteen. Okay, it's not too bad. I had him at at, at twenty one and twenty two. Yeah. The, the, the middle section Looney again. The middle section is all jumbled up. I'm at 16. Okay. I have Looney at 17, but yeah, I have somebody at 16 that you haven't even said yet. Shangun. No, Valanciunas. Yeah, Valanciunas at 20. Okay, that's not too bad. It's, it's like four right. spots different. And, like, it, and again, it's like him? it's it's what I value the rim protection more than I'll value the you know the low post scoring the Valanciunas brings. So I have all those rim protectors higher than Valanciunas at this point. Okay. I have Shangun at 19, Valanciunas at 20, Jalen Duran at 21, Chet Holmgren at 22, Mark Williams 23, Wendell Carter Jr. 24. So that's like that. That's like my young my young guy group: Shangun, Duran, Holmgren, Mark Williams, Wendell Carter. Like they could all. They could all be much higher on this list next year. This is where I have yeah. right now. Yeah, I have Shingun at, uh, at 18 um, to where I have like Duran and Mark Williams at like 24 and 25. I think he just showed more overall. And I like Shingun's game a lot. I'm curious on like defensively what he is, but um, I've heard. I've oh. heard that Shingun is taller than he was last year. He's listed at 6'9 on basketball reference, and they're saying that he's 6'11 nice. now, which does make a big difference. It's that Jaden McDaniels offseason. <laughs> I mean, it makes a big difference, especially if you're a guy that's trying to have a Jokic-type game. All, yeah. you take all the size you can get at that point because you're not beating anybody with speed at all in any sense. Where'd you have uh, Nick Claxton again? I had him at 13 right behind Walker Kessler. 
interesting. I had him at 19, and I really like Claxton a lot, but I was struggling of like where to put him on the list. Yeah, I may have I may have gone a little too high with him because I just I, just I, like, I, him. I like him a lot. I, I like him. I've been enamored of seeing him in a Mavs jersey because no. what <laughs> he would what he would bring to Dallas would be perfect. Of uh, just the rim rolling, you know, defending the paint, but he is so dang skinny, and no. it's like asking him to bang down low against some of these bigger guys. That's just not going to happen. But yeah, like, he he's listed at 6'11", 215, which is like just about what Chet is listed at. So I mean, you're Chet's Chet's two hundred five, I think, but we're right about the same. Yeah. Uh, then, then my bottom, my bottom six are in are two different tiers: Zubots, Stephen Adams, Nurkic, and then my bottom tier: Zach Collins, Daniel Gafford, Dwight Powell. Yeah, well, it's pretty wild to think about the like the drop. I mean, it's, obviously it's age and stuff too, but like Stephen Adams and Nurkic, um, and the Nur- Nurkic stuff. I, I he was I went back and looked at some of his numbers because. At first, I debated Nurkic versus Dwight. I did too. I did this exact same and, thing. But then I, I started looking back at some of his numbers, and I was like, "All right, like, I can't really do this. Like, I can't." No. I I wanted to come into the spot and be like, "All right," because the Nurkic contract is is bad. Yeah, and it's just it's viewed really bad, and you know he can't really defend on the like he, he's kind of just out of his era now, and. And I just wanted to come into the bottom and be like, hot take, Dwight over Nurkic. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> what a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well, the, the other thing is I looked up his on-off numbers, and like they're better when he's on the court. So if I'm going to give Dwight Powell credit for the Mavericks being better when he's on the court, I got to give Nurkic credit for the Blazers being better when he was on the court last year. So, yeah. But, yeah, I had him I had him at 27. St- the Steven Adams Zubots, that, like, that's such a pairing to me because they don't really bring an elite, one elite skill. Right, maybe Stephen Adams. It's like his screening and his like screening for others to get rebounds. Like, you know, what I mean that that's sort of his skill, but it's still not like one, not like not an elite rim protector, not an elite, you know, pick and roll guy. They're yeah. just like, they're, but they're solid like centers. Which the thing that stands out to me is you get solid centers, like solid starting centers, all up until like twenty six, and then it's Nurkic, Collins, Gafford, Dwight Powell. Like, there's four teams in the league without a solid starting center. Yeah. It's going to be ironic, though, whenever the Dame trade happens next week and Nurk is just rerouted to Dallas and we're going back to this conversation. <laughs> hey, we didn't have him like, last. We didn't have him last. <laughs> like, Dwight or Nurkic? <laughs> and then we're on that next pod saying, dude, we got a solidified upgrade. <laughs> like, <laughs> we both had him three spots higher than where Dwight was. <laughs> yeah. Now we went from 28 to 27. and. They still wouldn't have had one of the solid centers that I mentioned, though. Like, if they got Steven Adams, yeah, you, you have one of those, the 26 solid starting centers. <laughs> that is crazy, though. But but think about the – I know we're pressing on – but, like, on time. But, like, think if Dallas can move into that next tier and have a guy – like, what it would do for their team if it was I know, we've been Zubats, Rob, Rob Williams, Mitchell Robinson, like, you know, a Looney, a Valanchunas, like, that type of – it's like we're not even asking for a top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us a top twenty guy. <laughs> top twenty-five. <laughs> not even asking for much. Uh yeah. This this is what Mavs fans have been asking for. And honestly, it's what Nico Harrison has been asking for, saying that they need to get better at rim protecting and rebounding two off seasons in a row. 
And here we are. And they're trying. They're trying. He's trying, Jennifer. <laughs> there you go. Let us know in the comment section how can the Mavericks fix their center position. Let us know how you disagree with our rankings. Guys, thanks for watching. Listen to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.